g'day there. Um, this would be episode one, season one, version one, number one. Call it what you will. It's the first time I've done this, so don't exactly know where to start. Probably have no idea where to finish. Uh, in that, there's probably a bunch of adolescent jokes, but um, yeah me from the road so how did this all come about um, I'm probably one of those guys that's been out driving all over the country and all over the world at different times and I've found depending on what's happening in my life uh, sometimes a drive is a good chance to reflect a good chance to think sometimes about the most stupid things and other times you just switch off and watch the world go by and everything in between so I don't think I'm the smartest guy I don't think I'm uh, that worldly that people are going to hang on every word I'm sure as hell not Joe Rogan so there's a reference to my favourite podcaster right from the get go but somewhere in the midst of it all uh, a few people, and one in particular that means a lot to me, um, suggested that I do a podcast. Now, I thought that sounded a little bit ridiculous because I think unless you're Donald Trump, you probably hate the sound of your own voice, and I'm not a real fan of mine, but uh, everybody seems to think I might have a few ideas or a few opinions or a few thoughts that are worth chucking out there, so... I thought I'd go and buy some cheap-ass microphone off eBay, which actually seems to work okay. Uh, plug it into my phone, because everybody has to start somewhere on this studio business. Jump in the car and start recording. Um, I had a bit of a test run on this one earlier. Uh, that just I played back to myself and it sounded terrible, but I don't know that this is going to be any better. I don't know if anybody in the long run is going to look back on this one and go, well, there's episode one in the bag, or if I even release this, but we'll see. So um, I guess I'm just going to give this a shot and chuck it out there later on. Maybe, maybe not. Some of this might be a little cathartic for myself, I think, where I just get to ramble on, and um, hence the name of the podcast came from the idea of just rambling on while you're out driving on the road, so ramblings on the road. Um, I probably, four out of five times, I'm going to do this just in my little runaround car, which currently, uh, the one that I'm in right now that's making all the noise because it's not that well soundproofed, is a little master too, um, affectionately known as Maxi. Poor little Maxie has to put up with getting loaded up with this, that, and the other, and just not being generally as loved as other vehicles I've owned in the past. But Maxie's actually super fun to drive. Spirited little thing. Probably a fraction under power, but that means you have to drive it a little bit more. Manual, naturally. Um, not a huge fan of the self-shifters, but we'll get into that in topics later on. Uh, there are other cars, motorbikes, and push bikes in my armory that I will probably wind up recording from at different times, but 
this will be more when the mood takes me I'll put something down like this and I don't know if I'll put it to music or if I do if, if you like it and if you don't like it and maybe in the future I'll have some sort of weird podcasty thing where people actually tune in and send me suggestions or hate mail or support or I don't know I'm really not too worried about that one um, for the moment this will just be me doing it for me and maybe I'll share it with a couple of people that uh, either do care about what I say or pretend to care about what I say we'll see um, it's currently coming into summer time in Australia um, it's November uh, 2019 and uh, the days are getting warmer, the days are getting longer. Uh, my friends in the Northern Hemisphere are bleating on about losing daylight savings and it's getting colder and the days are getting shorter and they're not enjoying it. I love the heat so my time is coming, their time is disappearing quickly. Um, in some of the stuff that I'll talk about I guess in times to come and I don't I won't be writing this down so if I forget it and I never get back around to it if you wind up listening to this then remind me if I haven't done so um, but uh, how we drive our cars where we drive our cars and our motorbikes um, what we think about music push bikes cycling fitness um, some of the bigger picture stuff yeah we'll just play with this and see what happens um, for the moment as a part of what I was thinking might be a good podcast I'm going to do this in sections people can zip through maybe or just also means I'm not too monotone well I'm already monotone so maybe more monotone and yeah let's see where this ride takes us um, I don't know if I'm going to get anything out of worth but for me it might just help babbling on and rambling from the road okay looking for subjects um, trying to think of various stuff to talk about I've done a few scratch notes over a couple of days leading up to this whole idea about doing something like this um, first and foremost as this stuff is done from the road uh, the microphone's going to pick up a lot of background noise I really I won't apologize for the background noise basically because I haven't got the budget to do uh, a better microphone and also don't have a budget to have a nice quiet car <laughs> in fact um, that's one of the things that uh, brought me to this that I enjoy driving and riding on roads uh, driving cars riding motorbikes and riding push bikes um, the last one I also enjoy riding off-road uh, I ride have ridden dirt motorbikes off-road but um, I haven't got one of those in the uh, in the quill at the moment so that will get around to it but uh, one of the big things uh, cars are noisy they uh, well 
everything I've ever owned has generally had some sort of personality so I've enjoyed driving them for their merits and sometimes for their idiosyncrasies um, I remember a little Nissan Pulsar ET Turbo that I got off my brother many many years ago which um, was a quick little thing for what it was um, I think a CA18 turbo engine in it uh, from memory but had this wonderful <laughs> uh, issue of if you're really hammering it the ECU that controlled everything which was under the passenger's front seat would shuffle a little bit it wasn't affixed properly and would just cut all power full stop and the car would regardless of where you were would slow to a stop if you weren't quick enough to either thump the clutch in and then lean across and scrabble around under the passenger seat to try and get the thing to make contact again and get forward progress happening again so that was pretty funny but um, I'll get into cars that I've had cars that I've loved cars that I would like to drive um, things like that as we go but uh, cars inherently and this little one isn't very soundproofed um, make a lot of racket on the noise on the road road noise uh, for me so currently driving a reasonably sealed road in the middle of uh, rural New South Wales southern New South Wales uh, just driving across a patch of road now that has just been resealed and uh, when I drove across this I know, only a week or two ago it was an absolute mess and I was expecting a huge background noise thankfully they've resealed it so but yeah I'm not going to apologize for it because one of my points one of my thoughts over the years has been cars are getting boring modern cars for the most part are all starting to look the same predominantly driving the same um, they're running out of character they're running out of the things that make you want to drive cars and they're just turning into a tool where you just drive from A to B the least amount of fuss and the least amount of fanfare and the most amount of bore, boring and boredom that um, this is what it seems to me not all cars like this there are certainly some really good cars out there um, there are still bang up magazines um, that talk about the thrill of driving there are a number of very successful TV shows and series and YouTube channels of people that enjoy the passion of driving cars and a lot of those I subscribe to um, Evo magazine currently uh, out of England is for me quite amazing because it is I think their uh, motto is the thrill of driving something along those lines you get um, obviously the huge success that uh, James May and uh, Captain Slow and Richard Hammond the hamster led by Jeremy Clarkson um, Top Gear fame and they got screwed and turned into a different series called the Grand Tour but um, very popular amongst uh, motoring enthusiasts um, and obviously all the online platforms the Instagrams and the Facebooks and the various blogs and people like Chris Harris who can clearly drive the wheels off something and can put it into some form of socially acceptable and uh, easily digestible form that we tend to subscribe to so uh, 
the car I'm driving now, the Little Master 2, is nothing special. In fact, it's I probably get looked down on by most people driving their current uh, most popular SUVs and uh, family cars and whatever. Um, this car doesn't have a, a myriad. I think it's got two airbags, but it doesn't have side curtain airbags. It doesn't have cruise control. It doesn't. It's uh, NVH levels. It's it's um, noise in the vehicle uh, is not wonderful. <laughs> um, it has drum brakes at the back. It's really nothing flash. And yet, if I find a curvy bit of road, I can row up and down the gears and enjoy myself and pretend like I'm going faster than I actually am. So I tend to have a lot of fun just driving the car. And the cars these days, I think kids aren't, I'm assuming they're still taught, but they certainly don't use it. They don't know how to do a head check. They rely on a mirror that flashes a beautiful little light in the corner of it to tell them if there's somebody over their shoulder rather than actually knowing what's going on around them. Um, the cars do pretty much everything for you. You can't uh, slightly swerve in a lane without the car straightening you up or uh, if you want to swerve in the lane to miss a wombat that's walking out because you're actually paying attention as opposed to some of these cars that are really starting to worry me, the, the autonomous driving or semi-autonomous driving where yeah, they'll do a lane depart, they'll do a, they'll apply the brakes for you if somebody pulls up in front of you and you're not paying attention. My argument is, why aren't you paying attention? You're driving, depending on the car, anything from a ton to three tons of glass and metal and rubber and petrol and everything that can easily kill somebody, including yourself, and you're not paying attention. So. Um, before anybody asks, I haven't got a phone in my hand. I the mic's all strapped up. Um, this is all done hands-free, if you like. So don't let anybody go jumping up and down about that business. And yeah, I just think the cars are getting boring. I think they let us uh, get complacent. I think they let us not pay attention to what's going on around us within our own car and uh, prime example something that slays me every time is somebody driving along and in the night and their headlights aren't on and I, I cannot believe someone can jump into a car start driving it and not look down and notice that their dash for all intents and purposes isn't there the headlights aren't on uh, they don't notice that my God, it's really dull in front of me. Why can't I see where I'm going? The the Stevie Wonder driving school. I just, I don't get it. How can you miss that? That's, is it that a post from your favourite Insta-famous person is more important and you're looking at your phone? Or is life so busy that you're wondering about the bills or the house or the missus or the mister or the whatever the new pronoun is for somebody who doesn't want to be a mister or a missus, that in its own drives me nuts. Um, yeah, so I think cars are getting boring. There are 100% exceptions to this rule. Uh, 
maniacs like the Caterham Car Company out of England are still producing absolute nut jobs of cars that if you aren't up to the drive, they will spear you off the road and probably kill you. At the very least, they're going to jump on your head and run away with your partner because they've got attitude, they're a driver's car and they won't tolerate idiots. So maybe that's still a bit of natural selection from people like Caterham. Um, some of the supercar makers, everybody talks about, you know, the world's energies depleting, so we won't make fast cars, we don't need fast cars. Therein is an argument too for cars that can do above the speed limit. We'll get around to that at some point, maybe. But um, just when everybody is crying foul that cars are heartless, somebody like Ferrari or McLaren or Pagani or even some of the, the big mainstream names, um, uh, Nissan comes to mind, will bring out some sort of nutjob driver's car that you do have to pay some attention to or it's going to do bad things to either your bank balance, your health or your life in general. So, yeah, cars that... There are still cars out there that inspire you in the, the current climate to actually jump in and you just want to go for a drive and enjoy carving up a corner or uh, hitting an apex properly, braking to the right point, shifting a gear yourself rather than a slush box or indeed if you do get some of these new cars that are self-shifters that they might have a, a little bit of an involvement where you can feel the mechanics of what's going on and I always wonder why people men and women uh, it's not a, a guy only thing whilst it predominantly seems to be that way um, but why people are drawn to that mechanical uh, symbiosis between us and the vehicle a uh, motorbike is easier to have that relationship with because if you're not at one with the bike, the bike, kind of like a horse, will sense it and do its darndest probably to pitch you off or at least make it uncomfortable for you. And I like cars that do the same sort of thing. I like cars that don't tolerate fools. Um, I like driver's cars. Uh, one of the cars in my armory that will, I have said, and will now go on record for saying uh, I will never sell it, is one of the greatest, I think, greatest driver's cars ever made. It's a sports car, some people call it a supercar. Uh, the Nissan GDR, the, the original Godzilla, the R32, is my weapon of choice. Uh, my particular one is a little bit different from how the factory intended. Uh, may I suggest it has a fraction more power? Okay, I'm being a little tongue-in-cheek, it has a whole shit ton more power than the factory ever came with but it's a driver's car it's uh there's no airbags in it uh, there's very few driver's aids despite having so much technology to put all the power to the ground it's still just a straight six engine happens to have a turbo slapped on the side and a few electronic gibbons to make uh, power go to different wheels but when it comes down to it to drive a car like that fast you have to have some sort of sense 
of speed and distance and depth perception and mortality. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... I don't 100% know if you're following me on this, but I just think modern cars, for the most part, are getting boring, but God bless the ones that are out there appealing to people that have some sort of similar train of thought to me that enjoy going for a drive, whether it's driving to work every day and turning it from a boring chore to a pleasure. You take a different route to work or you, uh, of course, within legal speed limits and so on and so forth, blah, 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 you try and better your time or have a nicer drive or you're just trying to hit that sweet spot on the same roundabout every morning or afternoon or whatever it may be versus you just grab the keys to something that gives you a bit of a thrill when you go out to it and you start it up and you feel it and you go for a drive and you feel good you get an endorphin release or you punch the starter on that motorbike and the vibrations let you know that the thing's alive and get your game face on and you go out and you actually interact with the world. Uh, motorbikes I find are particularly good for that because even with a helmet on you can smell and you can feel what's going on. You ride past a, some roadkill, you can definitely smell that. You can ride past fields where you can pick up the scent of the pollen or the flowers or the hay that's just been cut or whatever it might be you can feel the heat of the day or the smell of fresh rain or whatever it might be um, things like that uh, cars do obviously dump some of that down but uh, certain cars you might jump in and you get the smell of a big fuel system that obviously powers a big horsepower car or you get in and you hear a nice sound system if it's something that lets you enjoy favorite tunes or a podcast as you're driving along something like that but things that make you interact so I don't quite know who's voted for or who has a vote for the most boring cars on the market at the moment um, if you've got an idea throw it at me um, I'd love to know what you think is a dead boring car by the same token Come at me and let me know what your version of an exciting car is. Um, you might find that what I call a boring car, you call an exciting car. Let me know why. Um, I'm not going to name names on cars that I think are boring straight off the top of my head because there's a lot of them out there. Uh, once again, they all look very similar. Uh, certain brands are accused of, of being more boring brands. that They make cars that are just too clinical. Uh, and motorbikes, I know uh, Toyota is often known for not taking risks and not making the most exciting cars, but they make super reliable and efficient cars. Honda motorcycles, who make some blisteringly fast bikes, but they're very easy to ride, say, compared to a Ducati or something similar to that, which is more passion-derived, some might say. Uh, I ride a Honda motorbike. Uh, it's a big V-twin back from the uh, early 2000s when Honda had world superbike winning V-twins that were basically a reliable Ducati. Um, now I'm going to get some hate from Ducati guys, but so be it. 
and my bike, particular bike, the SP2 VDR1000, uh, was kind of known as one of those bikes that had a lot of attitude. Uh, low slung handlebars that would break your wrists if they, if you did long miles on it, wasn't made for comfort, firm ride, um, fairly vibrating, angry engine for its time. Now the current 600s would absolutely snot the thing, but it is a very characterful bike. So maybe between that and the GDR, a VTR and a GTR, um, some people might start to form a early picture of myself. Um, get into some of my other uh, things that I like out of cars and bikes and push bikes as well. So. Um, go from there later but yeah that was just a thought for the road for the moment just another ramble um, we'll throw that one into the the mix and see what people come back to me with thinking wise on that stuff something completely off topic uh, and maybe when I first started this episode number one version one Uno. I probably should have put a little caveat on there that there might be some language in the midst of it all, so kiddies, avert your ears if you haven't done so already. But do your fucking job. It's really not that hard. I don't know how many times I've been to a shop where somebody's employed to work in retail or service or whatever, just is not switched on, not there, and just not doing their job. Uh, I work and have worked in retail for way too long. I'll give away my age if I say it. Um, And I work with people that look to get out of their workload or they're just not into it. They're off the ferries. They're thinking about the weekend. They're thinking about the goldfish. They're thinking about the latest social media posts. They're thinking about anything other than taking pride in doing their fucking job drives me nuts I could go on for hours and hours on this one but I won't I just thought I'd throw it out there as a short interlude to yeah do your fucking job so whatever you do do it well something I uh, always remember from my grandfather on my mum's side uh, who was a naval captain in the, in World War Two? If a job's worth doing, it's worth doing right. So have a bit of pride in what you do. Suck it up, learn some more, do some more, be the best at it. Even if you're not the best, be the best at what you can be and maybe strive for a little bit more. Even if you're somebody waiting tables and you're getting paid four bucks an hour and you have people around you that aren't really doing their job or working hard or working at all or you don't like the boss or whatever bear down knuckle down get it done as to the best of your abilities and be proud of what you're doing Um, some people say not everybody can be you know a business tycoon I think everybody in their own mind should treat themselves as if they are with something to say, something to do, something of worth. And whether you're that person waiting tables, that person cleaning 
showers and toilets at hotels something like that whatever you're doing it's important because without you somebody else has got to work either harder or faster or longer or whatever it is and they're relying on you to do your job to the best of your ability so yeah just do your fucking job so I think after uh, a 50 odd minute road trip and I've got a few little recordings down I'm gonna call this one a night for the first podcast I can put together Um, I'll probably share this with uh, one or two people later on might be way 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 later on to see what they think I might do a few in between or I might just shoot this one out there and never do another one again we'll see but anyway there's some ramblings for the road and maybe something strikes a chord with you maybe it doesn't maybe I've pissed you off maybe I haven't <laughs> but either way I hope at the end of it all you felt something and when you get up you've got something to make you grind your teeth together and get on with the day and make it count so take it easy <laughs>